Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sweet little babies all around us. Dogs are our teachers, our friends, our lovers, the only our good, trusted ones, our intimate leaders. The only good things in this world. True, good-natured beings. I turned to Mango the other night after all the sad news and went, thank God for you. I go, I love you, my little baby. I love you so much. Right? He looked right at me. He knows. You stare. In, they stare into your eyes and you just see purity. I know. And just unconditional like goodness. No agenda. Well, sometimes an agenda. Yeah, agenda for food. <laughs> Mango is so good about going to the bathroom outside. Like, obviously, he's seven. Simon has trained him. Like, he's... But the other day... Oh, by the way, for any listeners who don't know who Mango is, because we got some people who were like, what is Mango? Carrie has a dog now named Mango. Mango is Simon's dog that he raised from basically birth. And then he went to live with Simon's parents when Simon needed to, like, take care of himself when he got sober. Mm -hmm. And he just ended up, got attached to Simon's parents and ended up staying there up in Laurel Canyon, so not that far. But recently, in the last two months, we've just decided to... You've taken Mango back. And he's now fully running my life and Simon's life and I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. He's the prince of my world and I worship at the altar of Mango. But he's really good about waiting to go outside to go to the bathroom. But the other day we left him the other night to go see men. And then on Monday we both were out and left him for a period and he was not happy. So he went onto Simon's sweatpants and just pissed a little. And just a tiny bit. But Simon was like, he did that knowing these were my pants. Yeah. As wow, a... he's a revenge player. <laughs> he is. Ooh, Tony, don't listen. And we had to like really talk to him. And he came in and then I started crying because after we disciplined him a little, I started like weeping. Gary. <laughs> what? This dog will teach you about your own feelings and It's hard. I'm I'm realizing I'm like more of a softie than I even knew. Mm-hmm. And Simon's like very fair with him and he's so good to him but like you know he taught him he and he'll he just you know Simon's voice he just does a little bit of sternness and he'll go no mango you can't do that 
and Mango knows, and his mm-hmm. ears goes down, and I literally just burst into tears. <laughs> You're an empath. I'm deranged. You are deranged. What's wrong with me? That's, a, that's unhinged behavior. Is it? I, uh, yeah, I would be. Do I have like a? Per- do I have? You don't have no. Don't go into like. Do I have a personality disorder territory? It's just like, it's it's not even. There's nothing wrong with that. It's again a teachable moment of like what is going on internally that elicits this response. What is it about boundaries and sternness? Mm-hmm. And well, I'm in therapy, so maybe I'm I'm a little that, raw right now. Yeah, and that's fine. I it, I didn't. It was very quick. It was just for some reason seeing his eyes. I just went, oh no. <laughs> I get it. They're like I. My trainer that I had come over once for Tony that I, like, did the things he said for a week and then just gave up was, like, every time you leave the house, you should create Tony to deal with his, like, barking stuff. But then I just start to feel bad, even though it's, like, dogs love crate. Like, it's totally I know, normal I think- to crate train your dog. But you start – they do elicit this, like, feeling of, like – Oh my god! Like I don't want them to feel bad. It's like, and it's also they're very manipulative. So I would think I was manipulated the other day. Absolutely, Mango was like internally. He was like, "It's working. It's working." <laughs> but I, I know some some therapist listening is like, he needs. Well, you can unpack that mm-hmm. in, on your own time. You're in therapy now. Yeah, I started a new therapist. Chic. She's great. From our, our recommended place from our friend. Oh, love that. Yeah, it's great. It's just like. Haven't been in it in a year, so I'm, you know, it's just ripping the bandaid off once again with a new person. But she seems really cool. I love it. She's very nice, and she's maybe younger than me, but I don't like to ask. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to. I don't know. ask I, either. I suspect my therapist is younger than me as well, but I treat her as though she's older Same. than me, and I hope. And she also perpetuates that lie. Yeah, we have like an unspoken agreement to that lie we to each never, other. Lie we'll to never address that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of liars, I need to really just quickly recommend on Hulu Freeform's new docu series, The Deep End, and it's centering around i had no idea who this person was i didn't know anything about her there was a really good podcast about teal swan the subject of this show that was fascinating yeah like got was like a deep dive into her whole world so basically it's just about like a youtube spiritualist who got big kind of only in the 2010s and is like a very modern guru who has successfully used what no i'm just remembering the thing i was remembering like the thing that people were like why is she doing this because she basically has told people to kill themselves yeah she's, and then they do it yeah she basically <laughs> is like she went through some like horrific trauma allegedly mm-hmm. it's a tbd tbd it's her trauma is very real to her but it's true tbd yeah for just like this dimension of reality but she believes that she sees other dimensions she has esp she says her mom was afraid of her and like her parents tried to like basically exercise her when she was young i think she grew up with like a wealthy family in utah mm-hmm. and then she was apparently like held captive and like escaped and then moved in with this guy who i feel is maybe gay but they had a romantic relationship and she's been married five times but this man has stayed he's her like manager basically and the head of everything in her company he's her basement husband yeah he's and 
almost like who's who's checking who like i feel like he might be in control of her because he sort of inspired her to like do this Mm -hmm. but she's also in control so it's they're both making money off of her grift essentially but he like is like a parent to her son anyway she's very famous she has millions of followers i think she must have millions of dollars at this point she goes all around the world and speaks at these like sort of like old school like spiritualist seminars where she has people on stage and just sort of like interrogates them and lets them interrogate themselves and basically nexium vibes very nexium vibes in front of hundreds of people and then basically they'll be like i don't know i'm not sure if i want to live or die and she's like well you should die she's like consider both options because they're both good options like she literally tells people like she's very into like co-signing a suicidal ideation or thought like explore that to its greatest extent if that's what you need which is radical and perhaps reverse psychology yeah i mean i see the merit in i don't see any merit in that i see it i see the like thought process behind that okay do i think that that's like the right thing that you should say to a a person considering suicide like absolutely not would i say that to anyone nunca no and she's and the thing is she has no medical license like she's obviously like you know she's treading in very murky waters but these people are devotees to her yeah and she holds these two-week seminars that are very like nine perfect strangers at her like palatial ranch home in utah and she just she has people basically go into their deepest darkest traumas and they like reenact it together and then i believe she has people like become reborn again in a pool that she has and she holds them like an infant while they scream this is literally things that they had us do at my boarding school maybe she went to one of your boarding schools well it's just similar i think a lot of people like you can going into trauma and like mining trauma work and like putting together like your be being like something happened to you in your youth that changed your life and has like affected your life right. from there is pretty much like everyone's been through that right but these types of people that are unlicensed like not medical professionals have no actual like psychiatric or any sort of like men- true mental health training i think do this on mass and there are communities that like do this and it's incredibly unregulated and i do think that some people can find good in it but i think it it can also be extremely harmful and in the case of someone like her used to her advantage and in the case of honestly these boarding schools that are basically incarcerating and performing like brainwashing techniques on minors i think it can be used as a hardcore manipulation tactic yeah and she seems really like there's you see and the way it's shot is very like almost feels fake it's like the it's a documentary documentary. yeah it almost feels like they're like acting but it's it i feel like she's sort of very marketing savvy and she knows that this will somehow get like get her probably more followers well, she knows she's born of the internet, so like she yeah, knows but, the name of that game. But there's a moment in the end of this episode where it's only one episode out. The next one's out today, so I'm excited. But and the staircase. But she, this guy at her retreat, is like, I feel uncomfortable because you've said that you don't look up to anyone, and like 
And she goes, why would I look up to anyone? There's no one better than me. And he's like... Slay, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, though, I I kind of... Like, fucking work, bitch. I, uh, like, that's goals. Well, I, there's moments where she's like, I want to be as big as the Pope. And, like, I kind of... I said to Simon watching it, I was like, at least she's being honest about her intentions. And, like, I don't I don't agree with her, and I think she's a nut. But I'm also, like, cult leaders are so... They, they're always like, I don't want it. I don't want this. I didn't ask for this. She's telling us who she is mm-hmm. with clarity and it's up to people to like decide if they want to like devote their lives to that but like i admire her in the aspect the sole aspect of her being like i want to be a cult leader and people are still they're like hell yeah but this guy they have this kind of heated back and forth and she sort of scolds him she says she makes this analogy like i'm the fastest runner in the world but you're asking me if i look up to someone and i'm and i say no because there's no one faster than me why would i do that mm-hmm. and he kind of like he can't answer it's incredible like the mental gymnastics and i think it's also all about making someone's own issues their own problem which is not wrong necessarily like i think that anything that bothers you the only reason that something bothers you, like a, a trait, let's say like a trait that you see in someone else, because this is what we do on this podcast a lot, like with like housewives, for example, or reality TV people or whoever it is we're talking about that, like something that they're doing or their actions bothers us. The only reason you can really identify that is because you see it in yourself and it's like a mirror almost. So when something when you say to someone like Teal Swan, like, it really bothers me that you don't look up to anyone, it's very revealing about your own insecurities or, like, what it, what is it in you that, that creates that feeling? What's, why does this thing that I do destabilize you so much? And, like, that's kind of the genius behind her and a lot of these Svengalis. And I think that there, again, is, like, merit to that. Like, that's something I always try and ask myself. Like, if I'm getting prickly about someone, like, someone's actions or someone in my life that's bothering me, like, I'm down to, like, explore what it is actually pinging within myself somewhere. And usually you usually I would say 99% of the time it has way more to do with you than it has to do with other person. Yeah. But like, again, you have you can't trust any old person to like help you work through that. Yeah. And she kind of says that to him. I mean, I, that's like the name. I mean, the, I get the grift and I kind of respect the grift. And I also kind of would love to go to a workshop but, like, where you lose me is, like, now I give you lots of money. Yeah. If Like, if it's not for a workshop, like, I'm, like, I don't want to pay you thousands of dollars right. a month so you can, like, live the high life. I'm, like, thank you for your service. But, like, I'm going to go live my life now. This was interesting. Yeah. I mean, she sort of, like, welcomes you... this. She welcomes worship. Yeah. And I think that's. find, like, very, I think, more weak-willed or unrealized people and gather them and have them really believe in what you're doing and then they also lack like critical thinking skills to be like 
okay, like I've taken what I can, but maybe I should go into like a different form of therapy or like maybe I should just like detach myself from this a little bit or like be able to kind of make their own thoughts. But if you're dealing with someone that's like very traumatized, you've like gotten them to be extremely vulnerable, like, and you're constantly telling them like it's actually their problem, but you can really help them get to the bottom of all their problems and they trust you. Like, I, I get it kind of. I get both. I get why someone would get sucked into that. Yeah. And I get why she would want to do that. And I see how it could be helpful for some people and then extremely damaging for others. I mean, I think and she's also like very alluring. She's like beautiful. She has like Miley Cyrus meme eyes and very like long, very conditioned hair. Mm-hmm. Her there's Yeah, this, she does have a thick mane. And there's this moment where the guy, this Blake guy is like dyeing her hair for her. And I was like, oh, who's this guy? And then it was revealed that he's just her, like, life. Her gay hairstylist? No, it's the guy, her life partner. Oh, love that. He just dyes or, her hair. Honestly. May we all? I uh... would start a cult if I could gather, like, if my hair people, you were really cutting costs there. And that's just smart. That's just being a smart businesswoman is recruiting, like, top tier hair and makeup and, like, injectors. Glam. Yeah, your whole glam and like a body team to make sure that you're always looking your best. Yeah, she's I mean, she's like she's she's snatched. She's got like very thin those like arms with like the <sighs> like the Pilates arms where like, your shoulders just stick out and are really chiseled. And she has those tattoos. But like she's a sleeve. She has like no, it's like half a sleeve. Mm-hmm. You lose I'm lost. She has like a weird like symbol thing on her arm. Anyway, she's like she's full of shit and I think she's like responsible for the deaths of many allegedly. Yeah, but it's also like where's the line? This comes back to He's even staring at me it's making me uncomfortable. Well, that's on you, babe. What about a pug stare, deep stare into your soul makes you so uncomfortable? He's just going No, I think he I'm waiting for him to like ask me what he wants. He just wants to See you, see him, seeing you. I see you, and I love you. He's just inquisitive. What about his inquisitive nature puts you... I feel like the thing is, if I really wanted to, I could do a teal swan, a full-blown... On me? No, I mean, like... Not me, baby. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Uh, I think if it's someone I know really well, I don't think it could work on me. Yeah. It has to be someone I don't know. Like a total, like a stranger yeah. who comes in, who just sweeps into your life and like. I would start laughing if you did it to me. I would, <laughs> but I feel like in another, in another dimension, I am a cult leader. Well, yeah. I mean, you have a podcast. I think that's They're step like one. Follower, <laughs> listeners of the podcast. I know it's adjacent. It's a, it's all adjacent. Like I'm like in other dimensions, I'm like a trial attorney. I'm a cult leader. Like. But in this current dimension that you and I are in, I'm just like a podcast. I could never be a cult leader because I would be, I would feel so guilty. Yeah. I would have like, I would be like, tell people to do stuff. And then I'd be like, no, wait, I'm sorry. I think there has to be some buy-in that you truly do believe that you're doing people a service. I think it all starts under the guise of I'm helping people. But then when the money starts coming in and gets like more... When you start making a lot of money off of it, then there's a moment where you lose. You come to a crossroads where there's like a loss of authenticity and a leaning into like, I want the money. 
yeah i think you 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 lose any sort of like idealism that you had i think it's like any position of power like any politician when they become even if they're the most like idealistic like good-hearted which is so rare like pure i'm in this for the betterment they will become corrupted at some point well yeah because the whole that is like a profession that's very like quid pro quo where it's like totally okay like if you vote for this thing that you really don't want to vote for and like that goes against everything that you've ever said then i'll help you get what you want down the line and it just how do you not become like you're compromising the whole profession seems like you're constantly compromising your own ideals i mean we're also i mean this week is an example of that like all these fucking politicians who are getting money from like the nra and stuff are just like it's a hard thing you know and like i'm sure at their core they probably don't even care about guns but they just like are getting money so they're like well i do now you know and money and you want votes you want votes so you're just like all right i'll i'll i will in a way condone and sanction you know mass death yeah because it gets me votes but back to like the suicide of it all like it's interesting because it reminds me of the michelle carter case where it's like how much onus do you put on yeah someone like teal swan or someone like michelle carter and how much onus do you and responsibility do you put on the person that's actually doing it and that's a really well it's hard to do that because when a person's dead they immediately become like what was his name conrad he became immediately like a victim Mm -hmm. when he but it's like he did he was an adult and he did he took his own life he took the action and it's he was in a very vulnerable compromised position mentally i think and i think michelle had did have some responsibility as the person quote unquote like on the other side who was like tethered more than he was in that moment she did have a responsibility i think to call to at least notify his family that this was happening or like call the police or call an ambulance or something that said yeah it gets murky because it's like he'd been time constantly talking about this this was his intention and like he was it seemed like he was going to do it regardless yeah but i do think i do think if you're in a position and this goes for teal swan where you are quote unquote like more mentally sound than the person on the other end of the receiver Mm -hmm. you do have a responsibility to them so like yeah it's you could say devil's advocate like look at the other side of the of the spectrum like you know go in into that place of like consider that option like what does that look like that's i don't think that's responsible and i think that that's i think it's needless and harmful and i think it's just bad it's bad i do i i believe yeah i just i feel like i i don't think that she thinks that that's harmful though which is another fast which is like another layer to peel away where she believes that that is like a normal like yeah chill solution to your big problem of like do i or don't i well she also she calls it a reset yeah like i think in her belief system it is like whatever (laughs) because you get reincarnated yeah and so then i don't know it's just the morals of it are so murky and like it's a fascinating debate and i mean if i were on the if it was if she was doing that to someone that i knew and they killed themselves like i would be pissed yeah and it just it feels like all these kind of cult leaders 
in history, they all are so obsessed with death. Well, it's like the biggest mystery. And the most power, I think, is like... Yeah. It's but, the, and to but, think that you know or to have those answers, it's like people are seeking those answers. For sure. I just It's just interesting that like they all... All cult leaders, in a way, are like very macabre and like morbid as fuck, and like are constantly thinking about death. And it's like, if you, if you, again, if you go, let's peel back the layers on that, you might be yourself suicidal. Oh, for sure. And you're just like, I don't want to be alone with this terrifying thought. So I'm going to like bring everyone with me. That's really, that's cool. Like, uh, not like, <laughs> not, I mean, like, that's like a cool point. No, like, yeah. Because, and I've never really thought of that, but you're so right. Like, death is so all-consuming and the greatest mystery and can, is terrifying because it truly is the unknown. Like, no one actually can say with 100% certainty what, what happens. happens when you die. And so to be consumed by that and then be able to have people around you who are also consumed by that, but then who you can also exert some control over by like seeing what happens or watching them process that and then deciding to die. It's like some semblance of control and knowledge over death itself. Totally. And, and I think it's like, I mean, I don't want to get too dark, but like you see it, like these people that go on these sprees and it's like a lot of them just want to, want to go themselves but they decide to, I, I i do believe that like they one want to inflict pain before they go but two they're afraid and they want to like not i'm not excusing them I'm, but they want it's like they want to bring people with them because they don't want to go alone yeah and it's it's disgusting and fucked up but it's like and i think it kind of relates with cult leaders and not all the, uh, not every cult leader is going to jones sound themselves but i'm just saying there's a fascination with like kind of holding these people hostage and bringing them with you into like the the depths because you're afraid to be alone mm-hmm. cult leaders are people that can't be alone which is like at the end of, like they're yeah, that actually would be really hard for me now that i think about it because i cherish alone time no I, yeah so if i just had people around all the time i'd be like get the fuck away from me no and you're like i think by nature like you're very like you're if someone says go right you're like i'm gonna go left you know what i mean and that's just who you are i think you're you think i'm a contrarian no, I think that you have, you just, you're all about like... I don't like to be told what to do. No, and that's good. I think you just have like a, a an instinct to like do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think cult, cult leaders are people that can't sit with themselves. And they're like that annoying person that like always needs someone with them. Or sit too much with themselves. Yeah, maybe. I, I just believe cult leaders are like just need, constantly need attention. Mm-hmm. anyway it's this is getting dark but it's also interesting and no, i think it's fascinating and it's i just find to be dark i just think yeah this week sucks well it's not yeah. even just this week but no, I'm, i mean it's fine to be dark yeah i just think cult leaders are like those people that are like they can't sit with their own thoughts and they have to always have people giving them attention filling up their cup filling up their love tanks filling up their like control tanks and just like constantly needing affirmation and you know worship because they if they're alone with themselves it's scary yeah i wonder that's an interesting point i don't think that's true of every cult leader but i do there i'm sure some that like identify with that i think cult leaders are it's a lot more about like control and power 
But I also think there's a deep neediness with cult leaders. Like they just need, they Mm -hmm. need people to shower them with love and adoration at all times because they didn't get it growing up or they like, they feel like complete shells. Yeah. And so they use. I need a book that like goes through. I know that there is one that like goes through all of like the personality profile. I mean, like Jim Jones I've read, I've watched and read stuff about Jonestown. It's such a chilling, fascinating descent. But he, his whole life was fascinated by death. He probably would have been a serial killer, honestly, if he mm-hmm. didn't go this route. But he, like, it, hurting animals kind of thing and, like, burying. And, like, he was obsessed with, like, funerals and that kind of stuff. And he just, that was his long game, I think, was to just, like, take himself out. But he wanted... And he, he had the, uh, like, 10 years before the Guyana, like, the, what happened at Jonestown, which was, like, so horrifying. He tested his members and had them on, New, on like, New Year's one year, had them all drink Kool-Aid and then t- revealed to them after they drank it that it was poisoned and then, like, watched what they, how they handled it. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, JK, that was a test. But they were all, like, making peace. They were all crying. They were all, like, continuing to, like, worship him and be like, we love you, Father. Like, we'll go down with you. But he just wanted to see how, if they would do it. Yeah. Or how they would. And it's, it's like, that should have been. And I remember seeing, like, a survivor of the of the massacre be like, I should have known then that he was. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. No, I know. But, like, he's like, damn, that was, like, the most glaring red flag. And, like, none of us took it. No, it's crazy. But like even in this day and age now with like an information super highway at our fingertips. Yeah. I truly believe in personal autonomy and like figuring critical thought and figuring things the fuck out. If you have an inkling or like a question or you just want to make sure. Google it. Google it. Ask Jeeves, babe. Like bing it. Bing it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris, and I just have to say before we begin, RIP to the king, Ray Liotta. We lost a real one. We lost a real one. Karina Karina, Goodfellas, an iconic New York Jersey actor. An Italian-American legend, gone. Gone, gone. May many more rise up in his place. The most beautiful eyes ever. A gorgeous man. Gorgeous man. Chantex. What's that? His Chantex ads about like (laughs) quitting smoking. Oh, yeah. He was in that weird Jennifer Lopez show. Is that the medication that you can take to quit smoking? Yeah, and I think it like causes like night it, terrors. Yeah, I took it. You did? Uh-huh. Back, uh, back when I was like 19 or 20 years old, I took it and it caused like the craziest dreams. Yeah. I'm it was not... like crazy dreams. I had a dream that I like met 
Kanye West, but it was like extremely vis- like visceral. Wow. But then I was like, okay, maybe Chantex, like maybe I should chill. Well, Ray loved it. But also maybe I should revisit. Yeah, in honor of Ray. In honor of Ray. I I think I'm going to Simon's never seen Goodfellas, so I think What? I know. So I think I'm going to Okay, yeah, you I got to watch like, it tonight. With And then our queen Lorraine is in it. Yeah. Another and Debbie legend. Mazar, like just God, the best. all the greats. All anyway, the great. we we pour one out for Ray. Guys, speaking of pouring one out, we have to pour one, a many out for our ladies of Beverly Hills. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Beverly, Beverly Hills Ray Liotta. People have messaged me being like, I love the or- orchestral music of this. What is it? Yeah. And I'm like, it's a free royalty, song, honey. Royalty free song. Yeah. But I love their love for it. Yeah. Because it is one of the longest, most intense orchestral moments that this podcast has to offer. I don't always listen to our episodes. Mm-hmm. But when I do, and I'm I'm always surprised at how long. Some, I'm like, damn, it's still going. This, <laughs> this one is a true, still at it. It's Dracula's <laughs> castle up in here. It is, but it's good and it's making waves in the community. So we come up on Crystal's house, which I ne- always need. Mm-hmm. She's, She's with her housekeeper, who's amazing. Hosting a gathering. She's rolling out the charcuterie platters. Ugh. I was... What's her housekeeper's name? I can't remember. She's. I love them. Yeah. She's an iconic, an iconic help. Dorit comes and she goes she walks in and she goes hello my darling <laughs> i'm letting myself in kathy garcelle comes over as well and well first erica comes in and she goes hello yes <laughs> ej global has begun her comedy tour like just... she's honed her act and yeah. is now doing the act like on beverly hills she's also is eric cartman <laughs> she is cartman She's, that's who I decided she sounds like. Well, Cosmo's a bitch. She's a big fat bitch. She's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. She's a stupid bitch. If there ever was a bitch, she's a bitch. She's all bitch. the boys no, and girls. Sutton's and Sutton's a bitch. A bitch and Crystal's a bitch. And Wednesday, Saturday, Gazelle's a bitch. And there's I would do it. Never, never, never. Dorita King Kong. Maya, Maya, Biatch. Okay, yeah, she is Cartman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Garcelle's over as well, and she reveals that Kathy was on the, the real. real, and it cuts to a clip of Kathy going. Did you RSVP for Friday and Saturday? And Garcelle's like, I was invited to the bridal shower, but I was not invited to like the Paris's wedding. And she goes, Oh, well, I, I have to check on those invites because 
some people aren't getting them. And I was like, woof, Kathy, <laughs> covering her tracks for like the yeah. people who were invited and not invited to the wedding. She was like wringing her hands. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, where is Kathy? She, again, she's a lady of mystery. I, I do believe she is filming the Paris show at this point. So yeah. I can't be bothered to show up for her other job right now. But I don't fully need her. No. And we said, like, I can take or leave her. And when I get her, I enjoy it. But when she's gone, I don't necessarily miss her. She's been putting up weird. And she did an Instagram story the other day of just a cop. <laughs> and then put up one today, yesterday that was, like, a meme about, like, avoiding narcissists. And I'm like, who is this? Who's this at? Kyle? Is Maybe it Kyle. Damn. I love it. I don't think so because she's... You cannot have the sisters Richards together for too long before yeah. chaos reigns. Sutton is in Austin, so she won't be there. And Kyle is opening a shop in La Quinta. Another store. Okay, wait. I have a question. Yeah. Because I stopped watching Beverly Hills for a while. During the Kyle by Eileen 2 era, mm-hmm. I was not in the loop. So That's okay. who is Eileen? I don't know. Her. It was a designer that she went into business with. Okay. So he she designed her like caftans. And but she had that shitty that's store. That's different from Shahida. Yes, very different. Kyle's always looking for a partner. You can't have Kyle without someone else. That's the that's the rule of a Kyle Richard store is that it will be by X two. I brought this, isn't this one in La Quinta Kyle by, by Kyle and Shahida. Shahida. I went to Kyle by Lean Two with my mom when I first lived in L.A. and she was not. She was not impressed. And then a, a year later, it was gone. Yeah, I went there and they were having a sale and I bought a mini skirt that I recently sold on Poshmark. Hell yeah. Yeah. That so, strip of street is cursed because I think Kyle Bailin 2 remains abandoned. It's right down the street from the cursed Villa Blanca. And that's also still... <laughs> the lady that I am seeing to get my Botox now, the plastic surgeon, <laughs> I went to her office and her office was right next door to Villa Blanca and I didn't realize and I had a moment where I was like, Lara, what are you doing? Retriggered. I was triggered and I was like, have I made a grave mistake? Mm. But then she just moved offices so even she knew it wasn't meant to be. So now I feel safer. Yeah, it's on. It's in between something and Bedford. Yeah, it's on uh, Brighton. Brighton and Bedford. It's like... You're you're just dead in the water if yeah. you start a business there. <laughs> when Kyle says she's opening another store, Rena goes, oh, another store. we speaking of rinna i'm deep into her book renovation oh i'm reading it yeah it's making me see rinna in a whole new light i love the like the hustle i love the hustle and i love the like thesis of the book is like you can always it's never too late to have a renovation (laughs) and she is spilling her beauty secrets and her diet secrets what is what don't eat yeah it's basically eat tiny tiny meals throughout the day and also just don't eat (laughs) and like just drink juice instead Mm -hmm. and a lot of detox and drinking water but something that she said that i think rings very true right is she's like Every morning when I wake up, I drink a huge glass of room temperature or warmer water, often with lemon. And you know, all the ladies say this and they're like, it's like a beauty secret that you get shared a lot. But I think what people fail to mention and the reason that 
why this is such a good idea and i too drink a shit ton of i like will try and drink like 20 to 30 ounces of room temperature water immediately first thing when i wake up wow to hydrate but also once you get a little coffee going you'll take a massive shit oh and that's the and that's the reason and that's what these ladies aren't have never said and i'm like that's what needs to be said and rena says like it really kickstarts your metabolism but i was like in layman's terms, you will shit. take a massive shit but these within women an hour of drinking all that water. But so these, you sh- that's why you need to drink it. These women don't want to reveal that they poop. No one wants to talk about let's the talk real about deal, it. but let's fucking talk about it because it is a miracle. Shitting is the best thing in the world. Yeah. And it's an incredible journey that you inc- get to go on multiple times a day if you're lucky enough. <laughs> and if Damn. you... I'm like I'm a one I'm like once a day oh, right honey, now. If there are I've been in moments with like <laughs> with certain meal plans that involve like if I'm eating like a lot of vegetables oh. and staying hydrated to my fullest extent, it's like a three time a day journey, which is there's nothing better. Wow, I mean, yeah, if I'm if I'm very regular and I'm exercising frequently, I'm like you're multiple on your times. Yeah, but, but right we now, need to talk about that because like that's the reason. Shitting is the reason to do pretty much anything in this world. And shitting is the reason why all these stars are, a lot of them are skinny. Yeah. They're because just they're shitting constantly up, shitting. shitting up the storm. I have a theory, too, that Rinna had to, she shit her pants maybe in a part of this episode, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle is over-identifying with Dorit because Kyle was also burglared, and she plays a voicemail Dorit left her that morning where she's just like, it's it's a dark voicemail, but it, she's clearly having some kind of panic attack in the voicemail. But she's playing. I'm like, why are you playing this? She's like, we really need to be there for Dorit because of the voicemail. And then plays it. And Dorit, I guess, was like waking up with severe chest pains. And I was like, ooh, I've been there, sister. And after they play it, Garcelle goes, wow. <laughs> Garcelle should be an interrogator. She's great. Tattletail Kyle decides to tell everyone about Sutton's weird response to Dorit's robbery. She also looks like a 1980s rancher's wife <laughs> in that shirt. She looks like she's in Brokeback Mountain. Like, she's Yellowstone vibes. And like the later part of Brokeback Mountain when Anne Hathaway has like blonde hair. Mm-hmm. That's what Kyle looks like. And they, she tells them about Sutton and Erica from the other side of the couch. goes, you've got to be kidding me. Did she really say that? Did she really say that? Also, it cuts to Dorit's face at one point when Kyle's talking, and she's full Xanax brain. Uh-huh. She's like this. Yeah, she's fucked up. <laughs> the next morning, Kyle's running around. And she's trying get- to get everything ready to get to La Quinta, and she's bringing three Birkins with her. And two golden retrievers. I'm obsessed. Named River. I hate that her dog's name is River. I know. Tony. And then she runs out the door, and she goes, I love you, to no one in particular. And then River and the other dog's name is... Lucinda. Big dogs with names. Lucinda. She packs them in the range and they drive off to the desert. Um, she Darth- calls Shahida. Oh. Yeah, Shahida to just check on the store. She's like, how is it? And Shahida's like, it's not ready. And Kyle's like, great. Um, we cut to Garcelle at her house where she is receiving a delivery of art. And it's a giant pair of geodes shaped in butterfly wings. Amethyst geode, like it looks like annihilation. I said dull. Yeah, it was a little. She goes, I, I'm, no. I'm all for a huge geode. Not like that. But not like that. It kind of scared me. It was insanely ugly. It looked like a like an alien. It wasn't right. 
It was ungodly and weird. What would Hannah have to say about that, Dole? Dole? You really want that Gio? Oh, a friend of mine from uh, who's an Australian who mm-hmm. works in TV there s- confirmed that the K thing is not true. <gasps> he knows a producer and from no the show was that was like, K. no, that's absolutely not true. Wow. So whoever gave you that sauce. Damn. They lied to us, Dole. Dole? Or they misheard. Wow. Disinformation okay. spreading all the like time. Like wildfire, but we're here to spread the rumors and then debunk the rumors. Yeah. EJ Global is getting <laughs> styled for Palm Springs by Had Mikey. And her, her Hancock hobble, <laughs> which isn't even a hobble, but the way she talks about it. No, she's like, she's like, I'm poor now. She goes, I have many nice things, so it's not bad to have to wear them twice. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> I was like, put that joke in the in the book. In the book. Um, really quick, Sutton apparently was talking about when Erica threw out Garcelle's book and she was like, I think it's really mean to like just throw out someone's work that they like spent a year working on. Mm-hmm. She goes, maybe she could have given it to her neighbor. Who was that? Army Hammer, the one who eats people? <laughs> Sutton remains queen supreme of my heart and beyond. Yeah, so Erica, EJ... EJ's just doing her thing. Diana, Rinna, and Crystal come over to Egypt. Can you just take that out of his mouth? Tony. It's like chewing tobacco. Come here. Hey. <laughs> so they all come over to EJ's To do, uh, to like abode. pregame. Yeah, and they all get roadies going. I have to say, it looked fun. Yeah, I was like, okay, I would like to be in this group of women. Kyle's look into house is... A dream desert house. Mm-hmm. But I need to I need to just speak my truth. I was extremely triggered by that she has Pate's Baroni in the house. <laughs> I really don't like Pate's Baroni. Kyle might be Pate's Baroni reincarnated in the form of like the clown with the pasta. Yeah. It really she is Pate's. From it I'm telling you, from a childhood from childhood, I've never liked that you had your eye on page no and a friend a family friend had that in their home and it used to freak me out seeing that spaghetti clown it's and it weird. just it, i've always been haunted by that image mm-hmm. and that's my truth and you can get it at like home goods yeah it's like a bed bath and beyond art crystal and diana are driving together and they pass those like big outlet malls on the way to palm springs and crystal's like do you ever go to these outlet malls they're really good and Diana's like, hmm? like doesn't understand what an outlet is, which I was like, this is the kind of rich people reaction I need. And Crystal's like, oh, you probably, why would you ever shop? You don't need to shop at an outlet. And Diana goes, I have designers send clothes to my house and I keep what I like and then I send the rest back. There's there's nothing humble about it. I guess I just have to own that. And I was like, work, bitch. Just it's her very like what is Munchausen's moment? Mm-hmm. What's his outlet? They're they're in one car, Erica Garcelle and Rune in the other, and Crystal and Diana are eating like crackers and like homemade bread. It's very like Tony. Mm-hmm. And then in the other car they get in and out. And I'm like, that's my jam because every time we go to the desert, we get in and out. Yeah. Diana also has her team go places ahead of her when she travels so they can get everything cozy and up to her levels. Like, she's the kind of wealth that, like, you have the team go and rearrange furniture to your liking and change the sheets on an already, like, five-star hotel. And I was like, her need to be cozy, I deeply identify with. 
but I'm obsessed with her like woman helper who is looking around the room and she goes, oh yeah, she doesn't like any, she does not like having her back to the wall. Well that, no, it's the opposite. She doesn't like having her back to the windows mm-hmm. and she needs she needs to be seen the exits at all times that makes me i was like who you who yeah you, who you hiding from and who, who are you, you hiding from, from diana that makes me a little like that was like you sex trafficked people yeah no it's like a true they do like a sweep mm-hmm. they check for bugs i think oh please do yeah but and I, I'm not, no i'm talking about like not insects like oh yeah like listening devices that's the whole thing. I was like, damn, she is like... Hiding something. Yeah. But yeah. I also love it. Oh, yeah. Me too. Dorit comes to Kyle's and reveals that she's finally feeling like getting dressed again. She's healing. And everyone's just so glad that Dorit is back into fashion. <laughs> Kyle is at her best and at her most Kyle in a caftan. In a hideous caftan. Horrible. The worst caftan I've ever seen. I'm not shocked that she found... I do think that Palm Springs is the perfect location for Kyle by Shahida and Kyle. Mm -hmm. And like a a store of hideous caftans can thrive in Palm Springs and Palm Springs alone. Sutton and Dorit chat, and she basically is like, look. Oh, no, that's later. Yeah. But Sutton Sutton again mentions that she feels guilty about not reacting with sensitivity to Dorit's situation. But she truly was home invaded, and her dad put a gun in his mouth and killed himself. And so she just gets weird around, like, gun violence and then says weird shit, which I was like, I get that. Yeah, it was really real. Yeah. And she goes, my daddy put a gun in his mouth. And pulled the trigger. And pulled the trigger. I was like, fuck, she's Southern Gothic. Yeah. So Kyle and Shahida, by Kyle and Shahida, is opening. And all the ladies descend on the store. And Diana goes, I've never been to a store opening. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, first of all, the first person there is fucking... Boring ass Teddy. Teddy, who's literally blinking, want, you'll miss her. Blinking, you'll miss her. She's I'm a brunette now. I'm Alert truly. The press. <laughs> I'm truly and out and hereditary screaming. Get out! I expel you every time Teddy's on screen. Get her away from me. I literally. Can't. One second was one second too much. Every second she's on screen is like I'm losing my life. You're sucking the life out of me. Yeah. It's funny that she's universally reviled. I think just for being so boring and a bring nothing to the table ass bitch. Like And leading a cult. And be and leading like an anorexia, anorexia cult. cult. And cyberbullying you into eating lettuce wraps only. But like Kyle's obsessed with Teddy. Teddy did do an interesting thing recently where she got a lower face and neck lift and like documented the whole process, which I love as like a plastic surgery lover and follower. I was like, okay, that's like the one cool thing she's ever done with her life, but still does not make her cool enough to deserve even three seconds of airtime on Beverly Hills Angels. But Kyle, because Kyle's like the queen of the show, she is obs- there's no one Kyle's more obsessed with than Teddy Mellencamp. She will 
make she'll let her girl be featured as much as she can let it it's so interesting i was thinking about like what has become of their relationship because they're probably still extremely close they are kyle posts about teddy all day yeah but like what it would be so weird to be on a show with other people and be really good friends with the person and then be fired from the show and then they're still on it and then you're just like like think, to be at that store opening as Teddy and then see these cameras following everyone else around and being like, that used to be my job, like would humble sorry. me. I don't think it has. No. Kyle, but I think you have to expect that when some when you're best friends with like the literal OG of this franchise. Yeah. Kyle gives a speech. Erica first runs over to Shahida and she goes, How are you? <laughs> She's been speaking in this weird low register. Like last week when Harry was like, thank you for, or I haven't seen you in so long. And Erica went, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Erica is trying to cozy up to anyone that will give her some swag. How are you? Congratulations. We got to find someone to buy us a captain. <laughs> Kyle gives a speech and she's like, they're just so intense to open a store and just, it, it's amazing it came together. There are just so many balls in the air. She was like, Erica, don't you dare. And Erica goes, not enough balls in the air. <laughs> no one laughed. Yeah, everyone's like, you it was- stole money from <laughs> plane crash victims. She shit the bed. <laughs> it was dead crickets. And you just see Sutton's face. Sutton goes... <laughs> But no, not a single, not even Kyle, not a single person, in, not a single woman or gay in that room giggled. EJ's the Joker. EJ yeah. is Joaquin is the Joker in that moment on stage in like the final performance before he goes full Joker vibes. Not enough balls in the air. Not enough balls in the air if you ask me. That is like that's the noise you heard. Yeah, I wanted. I wish that in the silence, someone had just been like, like a little, like a little tiny fart. Like that sounds like a water droplet. Sutton takes Dorit aside and apologizes to her, and Dorit graciously accepts (laughs) the apology. She says, "I'm sorry, I got weird. I just got weird. I don't know what to say, and I'm really sorry." And that's real. Thank you so much. I just am obsessed with... Dorit's acting. A post-traumatic, pious acting journey. And Dorit's doing a pretty stellar job of it. And hats off, honestly. Diana is paying for all of Crystal's purchases. I love. that's a, I love, like, two extremely rich people just, like, swapping off, like, and being, like, let me get this. Garcelle goes, wait a minute. <laughs> she goes, can I get it on that? EJ sidles up to Diana to sink her claws and she goes, do you have the Jasper one of these? And shows like a diamond ring and she goes, it's all black and I need somebody in my life to get it. And then Diana's like, oh yes, let's get it. Order it now. Like have it delivered to the house. And she goes, oh, why don't you get it? And Erica goes, <laughs> right now it's grim. It is grim. <laughs> I am barely holding on here. <laughs> and everyone's again like, 
Yeah, because you defrauded playing Crash, playing victim. crash victims and someone whose fucking house exploded <laughs> in a PG&E burn scandal. You absolute Wretched. psychotic wench <laughs> of a human being. But by all means, joke Keep about it. Keep making these jokes, baby. You're I also, scaring us collectively, also, and we've never been more uncomfortable. And we would love to get away from you, but there are cameras here, and everyone's co-signing your insane behavior right now. But I have never <laughs> felt worse about my life and my choices, and you make me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> also, she you could you just see like the true shopping addict and Erica like needing vicariously like that's like in another life she would have just bought it. I relate. I relate to like needing to shop. So the the Shahida event goes off fine, and then they all head back to La Casa de Richards Yumansky, and Kyle walks in and she goes, "I'll have a margarita now, please." They have these two chefs, Marcy and someone else who own this apparently really chic restaurant, which I want to go to, mm-hmm. called like La Luna. Kyle and Diana like are side talking about astrology and Diana's like, I'm a Virgo. And no, Kyle- she says, I'm a Leo. And Kyle goes, oh, when's your birthday? And she goes, August 23rd. And then she goes, oh, no, you're a Virgo. And she goes, no, I'm a Leo. And Kyle goes, no, you're... I'm pretty sure that's Virgo. Because I've had all the charts done, but I guess you can tell me whatever you want. And I Googled it, and she is a Virgo. I know, and Kyle goes, definitely Virgo behavior. Yoruba. What universe is Di- Diana's living in an alternate universe where she is... Did she say? She I'm was. So she was convinced that she was... And then Kyle was like, no, my niece is literally has your same, same birthday, birthday, and you're Virgo. Yeah. Simon's a Yorgo. A Yorgo. I love a Virgo. Virgo's scare me but i respect them diana has six embryos on ice as we fucking speak my fucking queen i would love nothing more than to store away an army of embryos is she gonna carry them she says maybe i mean if you're if you are fertile at that age and you can get pregnant and carry it without issue which is incredibly rare by all means, bitch, like, get knocked up. Go off, sis. Go off. I'm like, I need to start a GoFundMe <laughs> for my fucking embryos. Put them on ice, honey. I need my eggs extracted and fucking fertilized. And then I want those, that my army of Lara Juniors stored. Your clones. My cl- I want females only. A and full-blown gay. army. Mm-hmm. And one gay son. And one gay son, but he must be gay. Or else. Tell the doctors. Um, <laughs> Rena is like she's like I should be the entertainment. I'm always good for a bar mitzvah, a bridal shower, and a baby shower. And I'm like, honestly, she should be like hired. You know, when Mrs. Maisel when she like gets hired to go to parties and mm-hmm. like gab, that's what Rena should do as a side hustle. I love it. Bambi the dog steals Rena's steak right off her plate, and I was like, Tonya. That's literally what Tony does is terrorize everyone who's eating anything and will try and steal. Well, it's not like Rena was going to eat it anyway. Yeah. Diana controls the dogs. She tells she They listen she, to her. She reprimands them and I was like, I love her. Mhm. I love someone. I love a place of feeling so like empowered in general that you can reprimand other people's dogs you don't know that well well i love it i think and i have a similar energy that i bring to like dog interactions and i love it when people because like having a dog that's 
not so greatly trained that will literally walk all over people and like jump on them and try and steal their food. I appreciate it when someone is just like, no, and like pushes, like yeah. takes control of the situation. Cause that's like what I do with him and what I would do with other people's dogs, not in a harmful way, but like, no, you have it's to... a definite like personality type where you feel comfortable just like directing a dog. They I'm... all, Garcelle goes, well, now that everyone's here, including Sutton, maybe you guys can talk to her about what you were talking about her the other night. And I was Hell like, yeah. Garcelle, you are doing the fucking work. She's an auteur. This is like a great role. This is like she's found her niche mm-hmm. in and this is where she thrives. And I'm like, you don't have to have drama with anyone as long as you're just doing this. She's the she's the Sophia Coppola of She's the director. She's the She's filmmaker. now a producer on the show. I love it. Kyle is thrown. <laughs> she gets, she's sitting on the floor. She goes, oh. well, I did say, I said exactly pretty much what I said to her, like pretty much. And I was like, ooh, Miss Tattletail. Kyle also is always in a place. She loves being in a place of laying in a vast living room on her knees, mm-hmm. leaning against the table, leaning just in- going, oh, oh, with her long with hair. Oh, oh, what? No. And then Sutton goes, look, girls, I am as genuine as I can be. And then EJ goes, wow. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. EJ is literally like this. She's like this. She's four tequilas deep. She goes, wow. Wow. And then Diana goes, you know, I've observed Sutton. And I believe that she is just a woman who is clumsy with her behavior. And then EJ goes, yep. <laughs> she says, and I think she says things that are very hurtful and they hurt people with her. She hurts people with her words at times. And Sutton's face when she Sutton was like. Yeah. Then they kind of all go in on Sutton, like being weird or whatever, or like feeling like. And Crystal start, speaks up. And I was like, Crystal, you're also MVP for this shit. Because Crystal was like. I just think this is hypocrisy and like you're sitting here telling her that her feelings are wrong and I'm triggered because I'm just remembering and I was like take it back to the place of clutch and she goes back to clutch gate and she's like this is what you guys did to me when Sutton and I had our moment last year where I felt really violated and you kept telling me my feelings were wrong. So like if things don't align with how you guys see it, it's just like, it's a subjective thing. Like you, and I was like, honestly, I'm here a always to relitigate like a past drama, but I'm also like, it makes sense. You're making a really good point. And she's defending her friend. Yeah. And, like, she's bringing up that moment, but it's not to, like, reopen that wound. She's simply saying, like, what you're gaslighting her, kind of. Yeah, and I get, like, I understand where she's coming from because I, too, was like, okay, violated is intense, like, blah, blah, blah. And I think that there would have, there was a way to talk about that or, like, come from more of a place of understanding and being, like, understanding how she felt and they are i mean they are hypocrites and it is like the ogs trying to run the show and like control the narrative and then the newbies being like we're not doing this shit i do i i appreciate crystal continuing her tradition of just like popular mean girl just being like i don't give a fuck i will but also like she's i i do really feel like she and sutton have developed like a strong bond yeah and she's and I, not afraid to she's not afraid to like stick up for her and that's cool and i also like 
her sensitivity in these moments because mm-hmm. Kyle gets really lit. Like you, like Kyle is lit and gets extremely defensive with Crystal, which is how you know that Crystal's hit like a moment of truth. My mom on the phone earlier said Kyle just freaked out because Crystal of Young. Yeah, and Kyle does not want to be told by a young hot woman how to like well, live well, her life. She doesn't want to be bested in her own house on her own TV show by on, a younger woman. On her own caftan night. And she goes, she does that annoying thing where she goes, well, I don't know. She's just like a millennial. Saying, I'm like, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Yeah. And so she's like, that is not the same thing. Like, Dorit having a gun to her head is not the same. And it's like, no one's saying it's the same, you absolute psycho. And then EJ perks up from her fucking couch blackout to chime in. She goes, did you, did you feel good about how you treated me last year in this house? And Crystal Garcelle goes, here we go again. And then, and then sudden, <laughs> literally... Is my queen continuing? Maybe she just turns very casually and she goes, yes, I do feel good about how I treated you. And I was like, I know. I was like, fucking period. And Erica goes, well, what do you mean by that? You feel good about the way you treated me. Things you said to me. Lies you said. said Nothing but lies. And and Sutton goes, goes, all I did was ask ask questions. And it cuts back. And that is all she did. Sutton never said, Erica's a liar. No. And she never said, I think she's lying. She said, I think she has lied to us about some things, which is true. And Sutton goes, I don't know why Erica is acting like she's been exonerated from all these things. And everyone's just sort of going along with it. And I'm like, that's so true. Ongoing and being like figured out and everyone's like well we'll just move on also lest we forget that sutton offered erica a loan yeah to help her out like without question she offered her probably upwards of hundreds of thousands of dollars like she is a good friend i'm mm-hmm. sorry but erica the out of nowhere making it about herself fucking <laughs> she goes then do you do you do you be a good do you do, do you be a good did you feel good about the way you treated me last year? And yes, I do, bitch. And then she goes, well, I'm she, full Sutton, of lies. Sutton goes, do you feel good about the way you treated me and the things you said to me? And EJ goes, absolutely, bitch. I'll go a thousand percent once again. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm Christ the- on a cross, <laughs> woman. Get your shit together. Again, I am wildly uncomfortable with your actions right now and <gasps> oh! i've never known a monster like you yeah one thousand but one thousand percent once again she literally sounds like late stage post-stroke betty christ. davis one thousand percent i would tell you the- i didn't make your breakfast because you didn't eat your din din <laughs> <laughs> When she serves her the rat. (laughs) My fucking baby Jane heads no. She is baby Jane. She She is baby Jane. She goes, EJ Jane. She goes, absolutely, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. 1,000%. 1,000%. I'm going all in again, bitch. You best believe it, you little bitch. And this is when Rinna fully shits her pants. (laughs) She goes... To go to the bathroom, she goes. Nah, I'll be back, and it kind of. She pooped, and I was like, she shit herself, didn't she? And I, she's like, I'm 
kind of changed clothes. And I was like, girly, I've been there. And <laughs> she, I know exactly what this little shimmy Yeah, we've all been there. She is the queen of diapers. I know. I was like, <laughs> this bitch. I was like, this, you don't just like shimmy away no. quickly and then mention a change of clothes if you have not sharded. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, sh- I speak from a wise experience. We've all sharded. We've all sharded. Once you get to a certain age, things loosen up and <laughs> it's shark territory. Ah, and she's wearing a bucket hat. She goes, ah, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then she goes, oh, oh. And then she Ooh, runs. I'm going to change clothes. <laughs> and then she runs out to the golf course and Bambi kind of watches her and she digs a hole in the ground in the golf course and throws buries her. Buries all her clothes. Buries her, her panties. Takes a she- quick body shower oh, oh. and puts on a casual pair of sweatpants and comes back like nothing's wrong. I was like, girl, you shit those. You shit your <laughs> <laughs> Then Erica goes, smells like shit in here. You smell like shit. Poop. Poop. <laughs> Crystal's extremely upset. She goes to a place of like silent cry, which I was like, I'm obsessed with just like a private, private Very. hell weeping. And then she, hair, goes, she does really good hair cry work. She goes, I need to go home. And then Diana just stands up. She goes, well, I'm her bodyguard. And she gets up and I love that. She's a, she's a friend. She's a friend. Uh, Crystal's like, I just can't, I can't talk about this anymore. It's going nowhere. And my feelings are clearly irrelevant to them. So like I'm leaving. Yeah. And Dorica's, your feelings are not irrelevant. She goes, they are irrelevant. They're, they're completely irrelevant. And Dorica's, are you out of your fucking mind? And I was like, Dorita, you are out of your mind. So fucking, she, she kind of had, so fucking, <laughs> she kind of had her little Whitney Rose on and she went, Oh, are you out of your fucking mind? Oh, so fucking dumb. So fake. And then Dorit gets up and is like standing over Crystal. I was like, this is also not the move. Like, no. you guys are being psychotic to her right now. Also, we know Crystal does not like her space violated. And no, she, she you're he, now, you're going to make a clutch. You don't you're sending her. Clutch. The queen of clutch will return. She and you will are fully go. Yeah. And Crystal's like, I have to leave. I'm so triggered. This is just not a safe space for me. And then Kyle goes, and, and then Dorit goes, well, that's a really poor choice of words. And oh. I was like, fucking Christ, lady, get your shit together. And Erica's like in the background. Just going, hey. <laughs> Where is she going? Where is, is she going? stain on the couch? Who fucking pooped? <laughs> Oh, fucking poop. Smells like shit in here. Smells like poop in here. The <laughs> daughter of the dog shit. <laughs> Diana goes, let's go. I am her bodyguard. We must be away now. And then Sutton's like, she goes, where am I going? What am I doing with myself? And then she just trots out. And then Rinna comes back and sits like, <laughs> and then EJ goes, well, I think we should just let her feel how she wants to feel and try not to judge her in the moment. We'll be kind and rewind and we'll just be great and let her say her peace and like is totally like peacemaker vibes and every and even Garcelle is like look at you right now being so chill and she goes ah. <laughs> and then Kyle just like gets on her and like loves it Kyle's like ah my mom also my mom is like my mom needs to come on and spout I know, her she tears. really does but she was like she goes I noticed that Garcelle out of all the newbies is the one that Kyle's letting sleep at the La Quinta house because Kyle is savvy and knows like, how wildly popular Garcelle is now mm-hmm. and like is has like a lot going on right now so she's like and Sutton and Crystal are still sort of like 
on the outs with that, but yeah. she's bringing Garcelle in because she Kyle knows who to keep close. Oh yeah, and uh, but Kyle is so strong, but at the same time so easy to break, and that's what I like about her. She's I'm, I I said it many times. She's truly the youngest child, mm-hmm. youngest children, and you I can say this: frazzle them ex- incredibly easy. We're They're born to be frazzled. We are. We have really good EQ, and we're maybe more adjusted than the older siblings but i would beg to differ maybe and i don't know but we are we break we break as quickly the older sibling can one word or one glance from the mm-hmm. oldest and you will sh- i and they shatter you shatter. and it's true eldest power in that moment i beg to differ, <laughs> I beg to differ. But yeah, so incredible dynamics at play. I love anytime they go to the desert. It's like the Berkshires. It's good. It's that dry heat. Mm -hmm. Really gets the feathers ruffled. Mm -hmm. I want a Kyle Shahida caftan. I want a full pajama set, actually. Last time I'm a caftan person, more of a full PJ. Last Palm Springs, there's always something going on. Last year, I was there on New Year's, around New Year's, around New Year's, and there was just a giant plume of smoke in the distance. And I, I was like, let's drive towards it. <laughs> Your firefighter instincts mm-hmm. kicked in. But there's always some kind of like thing happening in the desert. Yeah. A store opening. I love, I've never been to a store opening, so I just don't know what to do. Should we go to Shahida? Yeah, I think so. Should I buy a caftan? Maybe we both should. Is the What's the price point? Are I they like know. 500? Also, Kyle wearing 2004 Manolos loved her little teen with the little teeny straps and her little <laughs> her little hooves. cliffhangers <laughs> i'm obsessed i love these women i'm into rinna's book like sh- renovation queen of both, shit like telling us stuff but also hawking everything i didn't know that she created a workout class with oh her yeah dancing with the stars co-host she's or, a really good dancer partner. yeah and like I don't think their workout classes exist anymore, but she had like they had their own workout studios. Yeah, she was she was doing that for a while. Rinna's been at it. She is on a constant hustle, and this book is just like it's really putting it all together. She's a survivor, like mm-hmm. her mother. She also spills the beans about her lips journey. And she had she went and got silicone injections in her lips, which can cause scar tissue to form over. And, like, there's no way to really remove that without potentially disfiguring yourself. So, like, she's at... So that's why her lips are, like, so big and sometimes, like, lumpy. But she's been in this, like, injections game for a long time. She's she's the original lips she's the original lips and lips. she she's Dua Lipa. she tells a story about how she got like a the worst chemical peel of her life because she got like melasma around the time of her pregnancy and she went and got a peel and this woman like burned her whole face off and made this brown like the dark spots worse and then this peel lady who was giving it to her told her like oh my god there's an amazing new like plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills who's giving these injections like you should go check it out and she didn't go and then it turned out later that it was some Brazilian doctor injecting like bad silicone into women's faces and causing them to be like disfigured fuck i know it's be- fucking rough out there she's a real she's like a pioneer mhm Thank you to all the responses to uh, our flop. <laughs> our flop. But you know what? It's Humiliation a learning... era continues. It's, it's a learning chill. experience. And I think it was good. 
Laura had the good instinct to be like, we should just straight up tell them, just be real about. Yeah, I'm not going to make any bones about it. Like, honestly, the shows, I'm glad to be doing Minneapolis and Philly, Philly still. And when the time is right and we find a venue that's smaller and has like the stuff that we need in order to do the show, like we would absolutely circle back to a Denver Detroit moment. But thank you to truly to everyone who did buy tickets and was planning on coming. We we love you. And we love you. And I'm sad to miss it, but it's just it's yeah. not it's not yeah. It's not meant to be this time around. But put a put a pin in that. Yeah. And this was not this was a moment that threw me into a mini state of mania right before we canceled. Really? Yeah. I like fully reached out to an ex-boyfriend. Oh, right, right. Who lives in Detroit yeah. and left a manic <laughs> voicemail that was like, hey, like, it's me. Like, truly, we had not, we have not spoken in nine years. And I was like, I should just call him and maybe he knows like a lot of gays and girls who would want to come to the show and like, I'll invite him too because it's an amazing opportunity for him to see how Does successful. he have a lot of gay friends? No, I don't think so. I don't know. We have not spoken. We left things on like bad terms. I so just love the image I love of you like pretending out of nowhere. Hey. And I go, you have my number or you don't. <laughs> it's uh, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, what in the world? And then an hour later, we got on the phone and the show was canceled. So now maybe there will be some follow up. I don't know. But it was truly it sent me into a manic Listen, moment. And that's just what happens. You get pushed to a place where you like are reaching out to like random exes from a decade ago. And, truly. And you're just like, hey, it's me. It's <laughs> hey, like, oh. I love you have my number and then fully does not. Or you don't. Like, or you don't. Here it is. <laughs> Even though he saw. Anyway. Anyways. So Q2 humiliation vibes rage on. But oh, we're, we're so excited. We're so excited. To be in my home city. I can't wait. Minneapolis, June 4th at the Cedar Cultural Center. Tickets Philly. are on sale now. Philly is June, June 7th. 7th. It might be sold out now. There might be like one ticket left, but check at it out. At the winery. We're ready. We're ready to rock. See you there. Yeah. Bye. Ciao. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.